We are back. She's here. I'm queer. And we're on the road. And that is true. And brewing a load. (laughs) Just kidding. We can't even start with that. I am here with um, one of my besties who happens to be a fabulous photographer and videographer, but mostly known as the photographer extraordinaire. This is Michael (laughs) Scott. Oh, yeah. And we are on a road trip. We just got back from Las Vegas. Actually, we're halfway home from Las Vegas where we had a top secret project that we will fill you all in on later, but I thought it'd be fun to talk to Michael about all things photography because I feel like um, a lot of our friends who are listening probably have social media accounts and probably are always trying to figure out which is the best angle, what what is the best lighting, what colors they should wear. So Michael, let's start with talking about creating good images for our social media pages. Okay, so... In order to create really good images for your social media pages, obviously you want to be able to look your best. And there's so many other things. I mean, so many factors go into it because you want to keep your feed cohesive. You want to keep it consistent. More studies are showing that on Instagram, posts do better when they're bright, they're happy, they're cheerful. Something that we were kind of discussing the other day to where I think the reasoning behind that is when most people are checking their social media, they're stuck in their office, they're stuck at home or at school, it's dark, there's lack of windows. And so I feel like when you're scrolling through and you just see bright, happy, outdoor I think it just gravitates to you more because we're not outside (laughs) and that's where we want to be. So for good lighting and for the colors, I mean, you want to be able to wear colors that look good on your skin that aren't going to wash you out. I know black is always like it's slimming. I get it. Black is what I wear on the regular. But when we're wanting to have like those social media posts and those images that are really going to stop the the viewer from scrolling you're going to want something eye-catching so if you're kind of more fair-skinned you're going to want to go like really like bright pastels if you've got more olivey tones in that mid-tone range then go earthy colors so think of like the pine tree sky colors like just the browns the rusts the warm just happy earthy natural colors and then if you have a darker complexion That's where I feel like people can really get a full, good, bold range because you can pull off the brightest of the brights. You can pull off some neons, just rich, deep jewel tones. Mm -hmm. Just rich, deep, luxurious, and it looks so good on the skin. I have to agree with you because I noticed about three years ago, um, I really changed how I approached um, my social media posts. I stopped wearing all black. I feel great in black. I love wearing black. Um, but when I started wearing matching outfits, um, outfits that work together, not just outfits I worked out in, but when I wore a bright purple outfit and I had a really pretty background, um, my the views per post went up dramatically and that's when I really started to get a good following other than really good content I think the content is important but the presentation of the content is just as important I think yeah absolutely because I mean on social media like unless if you have a really good image it's going to be hard for them to stop and actually look and absorb what the content is what's the message you're trying to say they're going to scroll right past it if it's not going to stop them first with that visual and it's interesting that you said that too because it was like a year ago I was doing a photo shoot for myself I needed a headshot which I rarely need one but I set up a tripod and I was like okay I'll just shoot some images I shot in about four different outfits and I had one wild card so I posted about like a a video camera roll of about 20 different headshots all of them were in black but one shot was in a cranberry velvet blazer and I'm and I'm a medium (laughs) skin tone range and cranberry is a very earthy but still bold color and I'm not even kidding when I say like I post pictures before and those usually do well because I never post about myself so when I do people actually are like oh yeah (laughs) that's Michael on there we want to say something and so I get a lot of engagement on posts that are of myself but I'm not even kidding every single person that responded in my DMs about that story all were raving 
about the cranberry jacket. I think and color is huge, especially pick a bold color, right? Right, right. And especially having like a different fun texture. Like if it's a color that you might be tired of wearing or don't want to, like don't be afraid to give it a fun texture. In case you didn't know, we are literally on the road driving. Don't worry, I'm using two hands. We're driving from Las Vegas back to Salt Lake City, back to the real world, back to the children, back to the husbands. <laughs> and all right, so we talked about colors and um, picking bold colors that are eye-catching, but I think the most challenging thing, especially for me in my Pilates studio, is lighting. Can you tell us where do you want the light behind the person in the picture or the light behind the camera? Let's talk lighting. Just give us some quick tips on um, creating a good um, a good lighting atmosphere. Or what would you call it? Lighting setup? Yeah, setup? a lighting setup. Yeah, absolutely. So for a lot of people, they don't have lighting equipment. Mm -hmm. Now, so for those of you guys who don't have lighting equipment, you're rarely, almost never, going to want the sunlight directly behind you. Any of the lights. Behind if, the person in the picture, right? Yes. So, like, sure. if someone's standing in front of a window, they're oh, going to look like they're entering the gates of heaven <laughs> if they're <laughs> lit to their skin complexion, and the window's going to be so white and bright, it's going to lose all detail. It'll be crazy. But if you exposed it to be proper for what's outside, mm -hmm. you would create, like, a silhouette. So, I mean, sometimes that can work if that's yeah. the cool effect you're going for, but most of the time it's not. Yeah. Now, if you had your, so if you don't have a lighting setup, best place that I always recommend, because I always like making sure the face gets a little chiseled, you want to make sure that you have the light directly in front of you, or you can get away with going 45 degrees one way or the other, gotcha. depending on a favorite side preference. And I prefer this, the light direction to still be coming from a little bit higher, usually about 45 degrees higher than my nose. So if the light can be coming down at a 45 degree angle towards my nose, that to me is the most flattering because then if it's straight on, it's not going to be as flat and just make you look 2D. It's going to come from above, which means it's going to shape your cheekbones. It's going to chisel your jaw. Gotcha. And that helps also with a slimming effect and really bringing out the flattering proportions of a face. Now, for people who are self-conscious, like if someone was self-conscious about the size of their nose, uh -huh. they're not going to want their main source of lighting being to the side because really? it's going to hit the side of their nose and cast that big shadow on the opposite really? side of their face, which is going to enhance their nose looking larger. Wow, I did not know that. Right, so that's where it's like, I like to stay within that 45 degree either way from center. So to you're get. saying if you have a big ass, <laughs> you do not want to turn to the side with <laughs> the light coming from the other side. I'm totally kidding. Actually, that's in stuff. That's really in right now. So if you want a bigger butt, right? have you your lighting come from the side. Right. <laughs> you yes. heard it here first, folks. Right. Or, depending on the size, it might give you one bright cheek and one dark cheek. Oh, that's true. I guess we never know. But maybe that's the look you're going I for. I will try it out, and I will let you all know <laughs> yes. if, this, if I'm onto something. We it's could good. be onto something big here. Yeah, it's going to be called the Mercury Booty Challenge. Ooh. <laughs> one side dark, one side white. <laughs> I'm thinking of a new class right now yes. that I'm going to choreograph. <laughs> all right, so so I'm, I'm assuming most people are using their cell phones to take videos and stuff. And I think the iPhone, I have an iPhone, it does work great. However, in my studio, the prettiest background are my windows. So unfortunately, it doesn't make for great videos during the day. So I had to upgrade to get a better camera because the iPhone does not, it does a little bit. It adjusts a little bit where you can adjust the light, but it just turns my skin orange when I do that. So I had to upgrade to get a better camera just for my dynamic Pilates TV videos. Otherwise, if I have the windows behind the camera, it, the iPhone works great, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, for a lot of you guys out there, like if 
you're like Tiffany and you guys love the windows, you want the windows in the background, but you don't want them blown out, but you also want to be bright enough. You can't see your face. It, it's just right. dark. It's a shadow. Right. So you can either, I mean, there's a couple options. I mean, if you're not wanting to buy upgrade to a nicer camera that has more capabilities of recording all the data and the pixels mm -hmm. within the image and the film to go in and tweak later in post-processing, I would recommend just going out and getting some LED panels. Yeah. Like, they're not too expensive on Amazon. You can get a ton of different ranges. But as long as you're overexposing yourself with a different light source... House. Definitely. It's going to make the background way less bright because you're already lighting yourself and everything's going to look more balanced, which then gives it that look that everyone wants because they're not figuring yeah. out how to do it either. And so they'll see it and be like, wow, like I can never get it to look that good. How do they do it? I have two light um, LED light. Actually, I have four of them. But when I, when I don't use my camera, I use it when I use my camera, but if I'm just using my phone, these lights do help. I got them on Amazon. Just look up LED photographer lights. I think I got two of them for $150 total. It's a really good deal. You can get better ones. In fact, I've been asking Michael, I need to get some better lights. Um, okay, let's talk about, okay, guys, Michael is the king of selfies. I don't know if I should say king or queen, but <laughs> like when you look at his selfie and like the one day I saw, he just posted a selfie on Instagram and I'm, Instagram, and I'm like, oh my goodness, did Michael lose 15 pounds? And then literally I saw you that day and I'm like, hmm, I don't think he lost 15 pounds. Not that he needs to lose 15 pounds. I'm just saying this guy knows all the angles. So talk us through, remember we can't see, just talk us through how to create a really good selfie um, and how do we lose 15 pounds in our selfie? Right. <laughs> uh, what's, the, what, what's the trick? Okay, so my weird trick, so I grew up heavier, but I always liked taking pictures of myself, so I think that just created this whole thing of finding the best angles, good lighting, yeah. and how to look thinner, because even though, it's funny, my whole profession's based on people wanting me to take a photo and retouch it and tweak a bunch of things, but when it comes to myself, I don't know why I don't like it done to myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't like to tweak and do all these crazy things for my images, and so when I go to take a good selfie, after years of practice, I know that for me, if I want to look thinner, so with like most cell phones, everyone's got like a 35 millimeter lens built into their camera. So you want to go a little bit, like stay in that range with a little bit wider, and then you want to raise your camera up to go a little bit above your nose. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's also where, like, the selfie stick comes in, like, because it's meant to be held up a little I bit higher. I brought a selfie stick. Right? I know. We have to use it still. Before the trip's done, we need to use it. But, yeah, so I always like to hold the camera up above my face, angled downward, because how the distortion of a 35 millimeter on your camera phone it's gonna like stretch it, so it's gonna <laughs> make the eyes look a little bit bigger. It's gonna pull in your chin, shrink the shoulders, and then my trick to make it look like you have lost the weight without <laughs> necessarily losing it, I'm all about those quick fixes, is I always will close my mouth, smirk, and suck in all my air, so it <laughs> brings in my little hanging uncle's chin, is what I call it. So I feel like every uncle I had growing up had that saggy, not a full yeah. double chin, but just that Loser. loose. Skin. little bumps. Loose, loose skin. Yeah, but I can't stand it. It just lifts and tucks it in and it tightens your jawline to just have your mouth closed, try and suck in air, and it just pulls everything underneath right in. And then you do a nice big eyed happy smirk. <laughs> Cause I I have nothing against my teeth. I love my teeth. I take care of them. And I like to smile, like very happy, like crazy joyful person. But in a photo when I smile, I suddenly turn into the Cheshire cat. And so he does not. He has a beautiful smile. <laughs> well, the smile is pretty. Yeah. But in a photo, it looks like I've been a squirrel, like trying to stock up on acorns in my mouth for winter. You need to make winter. YouTube videos on this. You okay. should. We should I, do that. I bet, be fun. You know, everyone. Let's face it, guys. All of us have hundreds of photos of ourselves on our phone, selfies, selfie photos that you don't use. So I know everyone's listening has taken a selfie. And why does everyone take selfies in their car? Is it just the lighting that's so good? 
I think the lighting is good in the car because yeah. I catch myself doing that too. You're because like, hmm. you see yourself in your rear view mirror and you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> this is good. Let's capture this. Well, and usually I feel like when we're out driving, like the sun's a little bit more overhead. Yeah. So the light is above your nose, yeah. but because we have our sunroofs or like the ceiling of our cars, yeah. it's diffusing it, but we're getting that nice glow of light through the front. And so it's perfectly lighting your face. And with a bigger light source in front of you, it gives you bigger highlights in your eyes, which actually makes your eyes sparkle more and look prettier. You know before, like, you know how big eyebrows are in right now? Mm -hmm. When it was really in to have really thin, contoured eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. So I used to keep tweezers in my car because it was the best lighting yep. in your car using your rear view mirror. I wouldn't do this driving that I'll admit, <laughs> but I always had tweezers in my car because it was the best lighting. It's true. Totally I'm, off topic, isn't it? Well, no, but I get that. I mean, the lighting in your car is so much better than in front of your own mirror in the bathroom because I'll be in the bathroom and I like to tweeze my own eyebrows. I don't trust anyone else with them. So I'll go in and tweeze and tweeze and you could be doing that for like 30, 40 minutes and then you go get in your car and you get to your first red light and you go to look at them and you're like, what the? <laughs> it's like invasion of the hidden hairs just come popping out like groundhogs and I'm like, where did you come did from? Did you know, fun fact here, did you know that if you were to pluck your own eyebrows um, or wax yourself, it's actually less painful than really? to have somebody do it. Yeah, because you know, like, when you touch your own feet, they're not, it's not ticklish, right? Oh, that's so true. So it's, it's a different sensation, and maybe you're prepared for it. I'm not quite sure. But when someone told me this, I started waxing my own legs and other hairy areas. You just have to, you have to, you have to be able to rip and pull fast. Right. But it actually is less painful because um, I have no idea why, but I just... But if you think about it, you're not ticklish when you touch yourself. Right. So, I know this could be, go a whole other way. And I'm Michael, trying to keep it clean. Michael's trying to keep it clean. But I, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But that's, that's a little fun fact for everyone. But um, everyone should tweeze their eyebrows and have them clean if you're taking a selfie. You or should. posting on social media. Speaking of that. Okay, so we, we actually tried to record this on our way to Vegas. But the sound quality didn't sound so good. So, we're redoing it. We also started talking about... Um, different apps on our phones to um, to like fix the coloring in your skin and we talked about the app called Facetune and if you get even the free version I have the free version and um, it's great like if you have a blemish or anything it's called Facetune it's free to like just cover up a blemish now if you want to contour I think you have to pay for that but it's kind of a cool app I know lots of people have that app so if you're wondering why some people's skin looks so clear and so perfect it's because they're cheating or if you ever notice that their chin blends into their neck because they're face tuning don't have you ever noticed that their chin blends into their neck because they they've photoshopped their face so much that you cannot tell where their chin and their neck <laughs> they've just, just gone look, over with the blur like, line so much Look at them, if they're in a group photo, look at them and then look at their friends. And if they look completely different than their friends because they didn't Photoshop their friends. Most people only Photoshop themselves. That's true. Who's going to Photoshop their friend's double chin? They That's don't do true. it. Because we don't see what flaws. What a terrible friend. We only see flaws in ourselves, I think. You That's know. true. That's true. And then you wouldn't want to offend them because if you're sharing photos with each other yeah. and then they go to your story and they see that you look completely different, you're like, wow, they must really think I'm <laughs> disgusting. Like, How did they fix the they gap They changed in my teeth? me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's so true. That's so interesting. Yeah, I've never had Facetune before. Is that just a iPhone product? I don't know. He's pretending he doesn't know. You guys. You can check my phone. I really. <laughs> I have used an app once called. I think it's called Airbrush, and it's an app, because I have a Droid, so the Samsung phones. Yeah. And then, but the one that I use all the time, mainly just to download from Dropbox, and it goes through it to load to Instagram, yeah. is Afterlight. And that's the app that I've always used. And if I ever take a cell phone picture and I'm actually going to post it, I put it in there, but it, it's just filters. It gives you more options than the Instagram isn't option. There some, isn't there an app out there, too, that brightens your photos? Um, I think I've seen it like on Instagram, like you can buy this app and it'll brighten the photos. So say you're not even trying to like, it's not really like you're trying to like Photoshop it, but you just want to brighten the image. Aren't there apps that do that too? Yeah. So like 
my Afterlight app will do that. My Airbrush app will do that. So Afterlight. But there must be... But I wonder if it's being posted on Instagram. They might be selling presets. Okay. And there might be a certain preset that's able to go in and brighten the whole image uh-huh. in a good cohesive way without it being too crazy. Because sometimes yeah. I find on these free apps that I've used, when I try to brighten it, it just makes the whole image look weird. Yeah. But when you can purchase specific presets that have been made by like a professional, I feel like they work so much better. Gotcha. Something to look out for. So Michael is also a makeup artist. He's super, super talented. If you go to his Instagram page, you'll see all of this. And what is your, it's Michael Scott Photography or Photography? Michael Scott Photographs. Michael Scott Photographs on Instagram. Super, super talented. One of the most talented photographers I've ever been able to work with. Um, But um, he also does videos too. He just did a new advert for Dynamic Pilates TV that's actually, it's currently running. But let's talk about makeup. What is the common mistake that people are making for makeup for photography? Probably makeup in general, because I think a lot of people who are posting on Instagram, they're not doing photography makeup right. or stage makeup. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you want good images, um, what do you what what are some tips you can give us for makeup? Okay, so rule number one. So if you're like scheduling your day and you actually have a photo shoot and you're going to be doing your makeup for it or you're hiring someone to do it, make sure that your makeup looks almost too overdone. Like you want the contour more dramatic. You want the blush a little bit more dramatic than what you would wear on an everyday basis. Now I'm not talking like, oh, like when I go to work, like I just put on a little bit. Like I'm talking like if you're wanting a glam photo shoot or you're wanting to get full face, you want to do what your full face would be and then some because when you're going under the lights in a studio or going outside even there's so much light that's going to go on your face that you're going to lose a lot of that softer I know right now like the big trends been the no makeup makeup look and I think for every day and for just going around in general like yeah that's beautiful and it's wonderful but when you go to photograph it it falls so flat yeah and so many times I've watched my clients that's how I got into makeup was I had so many clients that come in and they've either hired makeup artists or they've done it themselves and they look beautiful when they come in but the second you click that button it almost looks like 40 to 30 percent of their makeup disappears yeah and so it's me it's like if it's not too much then it's not gonna look just right I always, whenever I've had my makeup done for a photo shoot, I look in the mirror after and I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks like I have a smoky eye. And I always think, oh my gosh, I look like a hooker. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't even know if that's the politically correct thing you should say. You can't say hooker. Can you say hooker? I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyways, I always think, oh my gosh, this is way too much. But then when I see the images, it just looks like regular makeup. Like even your eye makeup needs to be so much so much more severe right right right. like that's how I started getting into makeup and especially during shutdown is really when I started practicing and going just full force learning how to do everything and it's been hilarious because I'll be working on someone that's used to having like a traditional makeup artist who's doing stuff for like your wedding Mm -hmm. and I think yeah for sure for your wedding you're also going to be around a lot of people you might not want studio makeup for your wedding so you do probably better than saying hooker makeup (laughs) maybe okay i don't know so it's like whenever i've gone to do their makeup they're like whoa like can you tone this down and i'm like i could but i won't (laughs) and then they look so surprised at me and i'm like just let me take your picture and you can look at it and you'll see that it looks way more normal in the camera than it does right now in the mirror and so then they're like okay because I mean I love to go full ombre on those cheeks and it looks a little bold a little runway-esque more avant-garde looking and then you shoot it and it just looks so beautiful is there ever so I know when I was in the ice capades under the lights you had to wear Orange. If you wanted red lips, you almost had to wear more like an orangey red because otherwise it would turn purple. And if you weren't wearing the right type of blush, your blush turned gray. 
So is that the same? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. So like you didn't want you didn't want red lipstick red lipstick that had blue in it because it would turn brown on under the lights under those bright lights it would look brown or dark and then some people's blush would look would look dark it wouldn't be bright. Right. Is that the same for like photography or not? It is similar, and I mean it kind of depends too because some photographers use color correcting cards and some don't. Every brand of photography strobes kind of come in different color temperatures mm -hmm. so with like the brand that I have it does read a little warmer than like outside light Okay. and so it also depends because like in the morning you have very cool toned blue natural light and in the night you have very red orange yeah. light and so I mean that would play a big difference like if you wore more of a blue tinted lipstick in the morning for a photo shoot outside yeah you're gonna look like you're suffering from hypothermia <laughs> but then if you're gonna go wear an orangey red lip at sunset yeah it'll be a little bit more cohesive but it might yeah. look a little too much you yeah. know what I mean yeah. it'll just go real full orange on you tangerine lips <laughs> is it true um I remember when I got married, it was kind of overcast, and the photographer was like, oh, it's the per maybe they're just trying to tell me so that I would be happy, but they're like, overcast makes the best pictures, and I remember thinking, but it's cloudy. Is that true? So, yes and no. So, for, what was that shoot for? My wedding. Okay, so for a wedding, I would say absolutely, because... A lot of people, when they get married, aren't planning the time of their event around the sun. Okay. And when you're out there, like event, like wedding photography is more like photojournalistic style. And so you kind of go out there and you just shoot the event as it is. So if someone, like, I used to shoot weddings a lot and then I decided I'm done with this because people didn't plan it around it. And with Pinterest and what their vision was, they'd send me these images of the bride and groom and this gorgeous sunset, wanting these beautiful photos at the venue, but yet they would be getting married at 12 in the afternoon. Yeah. The sun is directly overhead. And they're squinting. Yeah, and it's like, it's giving them dark circles under their eyes, and they want you to be quick, they, and you can't be running around with tons of studio lights and the reflectors that's going to blind the bride, she's going to cry, the mascara's going to run, she's going to have Dalmatian she's boobies. She's already moody. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, really, like, a photographer, it's just so much easier to shoot when it's overcast because you can pose in almost any way. And the, yeah. it's like the perfect diffusion. Now, you gotcha. don't want dark gray overcast, but if it's just a light overcast, yeah. it's perfect. It's like putting like the diffusion cloth over your lights. Yeah. Instead of just like, no one has a lamp that's just a bare bulb because it's yeah. too harsh. But when they put the lampshade that's a little bit translucent or your natural windows it just softens the light and plus when it's overcast the colors look richer in the camera gotcha so it's yes and no but if you were wanting that full impact like cool sky lots of clouds with that contrast and dimension then no it's not going to be what you want but for just good clean beautiful images that you can pose in any way and have them turn out overcast is the way to go Gotcha. All right. So if you can plan an overcast day, who looks at the, I mean, I'm probably only a photographer looks at the weather and be like, oh, it's, it's overcast. True. Yes. It's true. Where the brides are like, it's sunny. Yes. Yeah. So how did you get into photography? So, ooh, I mean, that's kind of an interesting loaded question. So cameras were always something that I loved growing up. Like I was the kid in elementary school that would save up money from doing lemonade stands to go to like the grocery store and buy those wind up cameras yes. <laughs> that you would click the and click. Ones. Yes. Yeah. And I never got them developed because I think I didn't have money after that. I bought They're the camera. Right? Yeah. And I would click and then I'm like, oh, I can't develop them. But yeah. that was fun. Yeah. And then as time went on, like in junior high, I got my first little small handheld digital camera and I was obsessed. I took that thing everywhere with me. And throughout my childhood, like I got bullied a lot. And it was difficult, but I always loved art. And so when I finished, I mean, funny, I graduated college before high school. 
and getting my associate's degree a month before I got my high school degree. Oh my gosh. My parents had told us that they all had funds for us to go to college and that they would pay for our college. And so I kind of like jokingly, but mainly seriously, was like, hey, so since I just saved you guys a lot of money on the first two years, yeah. I'm like, would you guys be willing to buy my first like real camera uh -huh. so I can start doing photography? And I mean, I have the best parents in the world. And of course they were willing. So I was able Aww. to get my very first camera and I became obsessed. And back in the day, I, I mean, growing up here in Utah, okay. I grew up LDS. And so I applied to go on a mission and I got declined. You did? You <laughs> go did get figure. declined? Oh, well, I guess so. But oh. technically, I, like, I wasn't declined. Sister Michael Sandberg got a letter of rejection. Oh. <laughs> Not elder. <laughs> so, did, did they know that you were gay? Well, I wrote, it's funny, like on the application paper, like I was very open, very honest. But at that time in my life, like I was going through a lot. They said that I was being declined from allergies which could be the reason could be. or it could be the cover yeah you know but I am allergic I mean the list goes on he's you allergic know. to so much stuff you guys like everything I've tried to feed him could have killed him this week <laughs> and I'm eating peanut butter nutter butter um, cookies on my side of the car and he's like every time I take a bite I see him like flinch a little bit <laughs> I know, it's just one of those things. And he can't have fruit or vegetables either. Crazy. It's true, It's true though. It's true. Right. But he's the so, most delightful person to hang out with. <laughs> We're having to, fun. I know, we are having the best yeah. time. So, I mean, it worked out though. So yeah. I got my rejection letter. And so I had to go and see my state president. And they said, well, he said, well, since you can't go and serve like the traditional two years, he's like, you have the option to do a service mission. So I actually had talked to a friend and her dad worked at the church office building and he said that there was a photography department for the church and I didn't even know about that. And so I applied and they hired me and I got to work with them for two years and they were like the best of the best for the church. They shot all the photos for the Enzyme, the new era. Look how, look how positive you are. You know, a lot of people could have been rejected and really had a chip on their shoulder, but you don't. You are so upbeat. I have to tell you, and I, we, we, I have two business partners that I was with this weekend, and they all agree that Michael is so delightful and so lovely to be around. Like, he literally is giggling and smiling and humming all the time, right? <laughs> and, like, yeah. here you are, a, a young man who is, I don't know if you were struggling at that time with your sexual identity. I think you probably were. Mm -hmm. And your church declined you basically yeah. and you don't know what it was for right. but still you're like okay I'll take what's behind door number two right and you made something from it which is amazing right right you learned I mean if it maybe I don't know I still don't know the rest of the story because I rudely interrupted but <laughs> I'm thinking that it led you down a path that brought you to what you're doing now yeah I mean it really gave me a great foundation for learning studio photography because that was the majority now before I went and I applied there and worked with them I did everything outside everything was natural light mm -hmm. outside having fun wanting just to create beautiful things and studio work was something I never really thought I wanted to do but then I got to work there and so much of it was studio so being able to just be in a room with five different photographers that needed help with multiple setups. So I got to sit down and learn about all the different light modifiers and the cameras and why certain things do what it needs to do. And I was so fascinated by it that during all the hours of the downtime, so every day I had to be there from eight o'clock in the morning until five o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times we didn't even have a shoot every day. Yeah. And so I would just have to sit there all day. And so I would pull out all their books. I would practice in the studios, like learning how light works and how you can use it to create different looks, even with the same image. And I did that forever and I just was so intrigued. You didn't read the Book of Mormon while you were there? Um, I mean, I wish <laughs> I, I could it's say- it's a really good read. I did. I mean, I read it before because <laughs> like you always feel obligated because it's like, uh, All the speeches, you know what I'm talking about. It's I'm like, pretty, I have, have the you read your scriptures I read today. Right. Yeah. 
<laughs> He's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, ah, uh, not today. <laughs> That's why I had a 4.0 in school, but I always had a C in seminary. <laughs> because I was too afraid to lie in seminary that I didn't read. Yeah. Well, I was like, oh, they're like, oh, I was always jealous of the kids who got to, like, leave school to go to seminary. Seminary, if those of you who don't know, if you're not from Utah or you're not familiar with the LDS Church, isn't it, and I'm not Mormon, so I don't know, isn't it, like, when it's, like, you get a class credit to going to doing something at church, right? Like, you you can leave school during the day. And because there's usually church, there's usually churches near the, the high school, right? Yeah. So it's not like a full blown church that they put at the school. It's like a little tiny. It kind of looks like a mini church, but it's still just classrooms inside. Yeah. The ward. There's, no wards. Just the the wards. Yeah. Is, yeah. Anyways. Like the yeah. So yeah, like in my high school, there was four classrooms in our seminary building, and so they had four different teachers, and so. You would just go, and it would basically just, instead of taking math or science, whatever, you would just go in, and depending on if you were learning about the Book of Mormon or the Bible, like, usually every semester they would change what chunk they were focusing on, and so then you would go in and just read up on everything, and (laughs) just get that good little dose of spirituality and I got in trouble in every single seminary class you I had. Did? I can't imagine you get in trouble because well, you're so cute. Well, I mean, you'll believe this part. So okay. ever since elementary school, I found this old box for my parents that kept all my grades. Mm-hmm. I always had straight A's, but my citizenship was always a needs improvement. What is citizenship? So is like they used to give out or? like citizenship grades with your grades uh-huh. about like how you are as a person in class. Oh my gosh, I bet you would be delightful. Well, see, I always got needs improvement or satisfactory, rarely, like, excellent, but in the notes that they, the teachers would always write, it said that I talked too much in class. Yep, you guys literally, on our way to, to Las Vegas, a six-hour drive, he talked the entire way. <laughs> and it was, I mean, we had fun. He didn't talk too much. But if you're someone who likes to drive in silence... Or if you happen to sit next to him in an Uber or a plane ride and you get annoyed easily, you may not want to sit yeah. next to Michael, right? Good luck if you Good sit luck. next to me on a plane. Although I was chewing my gum. You know, I was chewing my gum in the car and he's like, you know what? One of the things I like about you is you chew your gum loud. I love that. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it really is the best because he likes it. There's nothing worse than sitting next to someone that just wants to nitpick the dumbest things and just chooses to make people feel self-conscious over something that shouldn't be an annoyance. Right. Like there was a girl in college and because I have so many allergies, I sniff a lot. Mm-hmm. And there was one day she turned and like lost it and was like, really? Could you just go blow your nose? She's like, <laughs> she's like enough already. It's so annoying. Can and I was you imagine like, doing that during COVID right now? Oh geez. Right. But so for me, it's like, just let people be people. Like, and if you chew your gum loud, I love that because that means you also don't care. Like <laughs> I could sit here and chew my gum loud and you're not going to be mad. So I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to like chew politely in the car. <laughs> it's really quite sweet that you're not mad. No, I love it. Truly. But anyways, so yeah, with seminary needing improvement and talking in high school, <laughs> um, one of my teachers had to get really creative and he made me create PowerPoint presentations for his next class. So I had to sit up near the front of the class alone with his laptop, staying busy rather than talking to students. That still didn't work too great. So then they put me in the foreign exchange student class where no one spoke English. They're trying to get you to stop talking. Yes. And I still, I started learning new languages. <laughs> they they tried everything. Oh I feel I feel bad, but I can't help it. I just genuinely love people. And that's why I love my profession. Because I get to spend, I mean, anywhere from 30 minutes to <laughs> four days with someone and you really just get to talk and get to know them and I feel like the more you're able to get to know someone the better you can actually portray them in a photo and when you get to know them and you start to see the beauty of them and for me when I go to do retouching on my portraits I tell everyone I retouch your photos how I remember you 
I know. So. I have gotten photos back from other photographers who you're like, yeah, I look glamorous and I look like I should be on, like, the, they've photoshopped you so much that you don't quite recognize yourself. You love it because you look glamorous, but you're like, you know what? I can't tell. I, I mean, you don't immediately recognize yourself because they photoshopped you so much but right. Michael doesn't he really just enhances the color of your skin maybe the color of your lips gives you a little bit of glow he might nip and tuck a few little bits and bubs but right. that's a Corinne-ism right there bits and bubs <laughs> bits and bubs I love that bits and, bits and bubs oh bits and bubs yeah that's like things I think yeah. that's how yeah. I know that's me trying to sound British <laughs> but but that's bubs. what I love about you is that you see the beauty in people and you kind of bring that out in your photography and you truly are so nice to be around and so kind and so friendly and so warm. I wish more people could have your outlook on life. Like, instead, he could have looked at this last five days. Where we, what has this been for? Five days. Uh-huh. Five days hanging out with me, working. We, those were long days. A lot of people were like, oh, I'm so tired. That was such a long day. Michael looks at it like, that was so much fun. You know, like, <laughs> your just outlook on everything. The glass is always half full. And I just wish more people could be like that because I'm sure that you're much happier oh yeah well that's because just, of your outlook right well I mean and it's interesting I love that you say the half full outlook because mm-hmm. it's always been like those phrases in the world that have always like irked me in the weirdest way because I'm like who wrote these and why does it have to only be half I'm like, mine's overflowing. Yeah. Mine's overflowing. I'm like, no, if I'm going to have a glass of anything, it better be to the brim. Yeah. And I'm like, and if it's not, I'm like, roll up your sleeves and go fill her up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I want a full glass every day. And same with the whole lemons. I'm like, why do I have to make lemonade? Just, yeah. I don't even want to drink that. I'm going to take my lemons. Thank you. Go to the farmer's market, sell them, and go buy something I really want. Woohoo! No lemonade. I know. What? <laughs> Don't want no sour sugar juice. I know. <laughs> We've had so much fun. We've done we really shopping. Have. We did a little gambling. Well, he did some gambling, and I stood behind him. <laughs> some winning, some losing. Some winning, some losing. We took a whole lot of pictures. Really it's just fun. So much fun. Like, truly, I am so glad that I got to come and be on this trip, be a part of this top secret project. I know. It's going to be amazing. It's and it's fun. We have, we have more work to do. I know. And that's what makes it even more exciting. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like it's so rewarding when you get to use, like, your craft and your artwork to also help boost the goals and, like, the projects of others. Yeah. So it's like you're able to just to create that, like, synergy together. And it just makes your work that much more impactful when you know it's going to something that's going to grow. Well, it's probably more fun to be a part of, part of projects where they're excited about it too, right? Right, yeah. Because so many of the time, like, I love what I do. And I love doing headshots. I love doing portraits and beauty and working with dancers and people in the entertainment industry. But then it's so refreshing to be able to take, like, these breaks and actually work on something specific mm-hmm. and be around, like, just the best of the best people. Like, Tiffany is the best. So bright. So sharp. So Aww. collected. Truly. Collected. No. Truly collected. And when she's saying that, like, I'm always looking at it half-full and such a pleasure, like, you were grinding and working the most out of all of us what was all I week. Oh, geez. Oh, she was grinding. No, like, just like the daily grind, you know? Like, we had early days, and she was still getting up even earlier to get in her workouts every day. And then, like, still managing the schedule, and she's the one in front of the camera all, like, eight hours every day, except for today. Well, we got to make it worth our time. Right. Why do something half-ass when you can have a full-ass? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, but you didn't complain either. Not till the end. Well, the very... But it wasn't even complaining. You were just like... Moaning. You were exhausted. (laughs) And sore. I was so stiff today. We've literally done Pilates. And like... Pilates photography is not a real workout. You just hold the plank or you hold the jackknife until Michael here gets the right shot. So I'm tired. <laughs> right? So I mean, no, I he think was great. We had fun. Yeah. This week really was filled with the best people. 
And it's fun to get your career to a point where you're finally creating things and the excitement of it. I think, and I think that we're both kind of there right now. So I agree. It's a really fun time for us both. Yes. All right, Michael. If you could, we're, we're almost done here. If you could give someone a little advice, say they, you know, they they're really into photography. They like using their cell phone, but they're thinking about maybe taking the next next step in purchasing a camera and they want to get into the photography world what are three tips you can give them so okay if they're wanting to get into the photography world one I would say with your camera body I don't necessarily I know Sony has been coming out with a lot of great new things Nikon and Canon. I always shoot with Canon. It's familiar to me. I know their language. So I love Canon. Get yourself an entry level like starter DSLR or mirrorless is where everyone's switching to now. I love the new mirrorless cameras because they're lighter, they're more compact, and the quality is even better. So I would say don't worry about spending a huge amount on the camera body for your first purchase. Now for number two, the second tip is focus more on your lens. Gotcha. The lens, to me, is way more important than the camera body itself, unless if you're planning on shooting billboards. Like if you're not needing to blow images up super huge, then the pixels and everything, they don't matter as much if you're not filming on it. more digital media stuff. Yes. Websites and stuff. Gotcha. Yes. And I would say focus on your lenses because that's really where the quality and the clarity comes in Mm -hmm. and the focus. So, so kind of tying in with still tip number two is figure out what it is you're photographing. Now, if you're, let's say more of like into the beauty realm and you're shooting things really up close, like for faces, you're going to want to have a lens that's range goes anywhere from 70 to 200 because with 70 to 200, it zooms in more. It's going to pull your hair forward, push your nose in, and it makes your face look more flattering and realistic. Wow. Because if you're shooting with a wide angle lens and you're trying to shoot yourself up close, it's going to stretch your face. Like I'm sure we've all seen those photos where we go to take a selfie yeah, with our, our digital cameras. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of alien-esque. Yeah. Like it's just a little deformed, but sometimes we like it and other yeah. times we hate it because yeah. it either can make you look bald or it can make you look like you have a big nose when you don't. So 70 to 200. Now, if you're in like the fitness world, if you're in the Pilates and you're wanting to get the full machine and like full body images, yeah. I would recommend going with a wide angle zoom lens. Okay. So that range, I would say, I mean, most camera bodies come with a standard, I think 18 to 50 is the zoom range. The starter lens is okay. But if you're wanting to like get the better quality, I would say go for the 24 to 70 or the 24 to 105 millimeter lenses. And depending on which camera brand you're going with, obviously go with that lens. And then for tip number three. There it is. I would say, it's interesting, it's a quote, well, that sounds so formal. It was something my brother said to me years ago that changed my perspective on photography. But he said that everyone has a different set of eyes And he said, so, he said, photograph everything in a way that no one has seen it before. Interesting. And so that's something I like to kind of challenge myself with on fun projects or different things, whether it's with lighting or with the angle, like our fun picture just for fun the other day. Yeah. (laughs) We see this chiseled up pool and like tools and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go just lay down there because I could have just stood up top with what I had on my camera and just taking the picture. He's talking about a picture. If you follow me on Instagram, if you go to Poison Strength Pilates on Instagram, there's a picture of me in a pool wearing Pilates clothes, digging the pool with a shovel. Right. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, like when it first started, I was like, okay, this will be funny and we'll just do it really quick. And I stood on the edge of the pool and I just took the picture and I looked at it and I'm like, Okay, no, that's normal. It's boring. Yeah, so in my outfit, I had to go and switch lenses, got down into this, like, chiseled up, like, under construction. Yeah, this pool under construction and laid on all the broken, chiseled pieces. 
to lay down and get a better angle, which created such a better image. Yeah, it's a really cool image. You did a great job. And then, then like, one of my friends was like, I want a picture. So we all did it. It was yeah. fun. She's having her pool remodeled, and we got some really great shots during <laughs> lunch break. Yeah, like a quick two-minute shoot. All right, I want. I kind of want to buy a camera now. So, what is? What do you think? Like your starter camera would cost? A starter camera, I would say, is probably within like the six to eight hundred dollar range. Okay, is that with lenses or is that just the body? Is that all in? Like you're ready to go? Dep book your first job. Just kidding. <laughs> Depending on the brand, like yeah. some of them do come with the starter kits, yeah. which is that 18 to 50. But sometimes we want a better lens, right? Yeah. Sometimes they'll throw in like a telephoto lens, but it's just the quality of those lenses and the glass isn't as amazing. So sometimes I'll just buy a starter body mm -hmm. and not even waste the money on the starter kit and then just get a better lens. Okay. So where do you buy your cameras? Oh, I've gotten them from all over, to be honest. Like, locally here in Utah, sometimes I'll buy them at Picture Line because I like supporting them. Uh -huh. That place is also great. Like, before you, if you're looking at making a big investment, uh -huh. go to a camera rental company. Oh. You can rent the camera first, try it out, and then if you really enjoy it, then go and spend the money. That's a really good idea. Do you ever buy refurbished equipment? I have not bought refurbished with a camera or a lens yet but I have with an iMac from Amazon because they give you a three-year guarantee gotcha but I wouldn't be opposed to it I'm sure there's going to be a time when I really just want to try something out and I'll think okay why not <laughs> we'll give yeah. it a shot well this has been fun so much fun I know I just love I'm, I think you know like Always reach out to your friends. If you have questions on how to do things, like, um, you know, talk to your photographer friends. And there's always people, if you're starting a new business, reach out to your resources, your friends, get advice. You, I mean, I think that's the, one of the best things you can do, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's always just about networking. And I think yeah. networking people take so seriously and the word sounds intimidating. But really, it's like what we did. We go to lunch yeah. and you were telling me how loading images takes forever and that's when I was able to explain to Tiffany that there's different memory cards with different yeah. loading speeds and first thing when we started this trip she was like by the way I she's like discs, yeah. yeah she's like I got new memory cards and they load so much faster We're talking about when I would film for dynamic Pilates TV I I, I have what are they called memory discs um, so they're probably scan disc, but they're memory cards. Scan, yeah, it's a scan disc. And the, I mean, these these videos are shot in 4K. They're an hour long. They take forever to upload to my computer. And I was telling him that, and he's like, well, what speed are you using? I'm like, I have no clue. And then you showed me on Amazon, and it takes five minutes versus 30 minutes now. Yeah. So, great little tip. All right. Well, it is snowing. It's almost a blizzard. It's almost April. I don't know why. So we should probably tune tune off. That's not sign off. Sign <laughs> off. We're gonna sign off now. Thank you, Michael, so much for um, for joining me this week. It has been so much fun to get to know you a little bit better, and many more projects to come with you. So, anyways, thanks for coming and joining me. Yes, thank you for inviting me and having me come and in sh and sharing your insight with all of our you know four listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, that's good.